0: Hey, this is Kate Erickson from Entrepreneurs on Fire. If you are wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsos.
1: The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level, by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal wellbeing through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. It is now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and listeners today, I have a guest with me. Her name's Kate Erickson and is the engine at Entrepreneurs on Fire, an award-winning podcast where John Lee Dumas interviews inspiring entrepreneurs who are truly on fire. She is also the host of the podcast Ditch Busy and co-author of the podcast journal Idea to Launch in 50 Days. Kate's goal is to help entrepreneurs ditch busy and achieve financial and lifestyle freedom. Kate, welcome to the show.
0: Dennis, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be one of your early guests. Congratulations on the podcast. And yeah, thanks for inviting me.
1: Thank you. Hey, Kate, I mean, I've done a a brief introduction here on you. Um, Can you just share a little bit more about your background?
0: Definitely. So my background is very largely corporate. I only learned what entrepreneurship even was about eight or nine years ago. Wow. And that's when I took my first leap into the entrepreneurial world, filled miserably with my first business, but I learned <laughs> so many lessons. And actually in between that time that I took my first entrepreneurial leap and then joined my partner, John here at Entrepreneurs on Fire, I went back to corporate America again. So I have a lot of experience, all things considered, you know, probably compared to many of your listeners who might have 30, 40, 50 years experience in the corporate world based on percentage wise of my entire life span i've been in corporate longer than i've been an entrepreneur so i guess one of my biggest things about when i was in the corporate world is i always felt like i was kind of at the bottom of the ladder and that was a real struggle for me i you know, of course I was young. I had just graduated college. And so I was happy to be working my way up. And then after I did take uh, that leap and tried to start my own business and then ended up going back to corporate again, I actually landed my dream job, which was Mm. as an account executive at a small advertising and marketing firm in Portland, Maine. And so that was like, it was Even though I I wasn't necessarily wanting to go back to the corporate world at that time, it was a really incredible experience for me just in terms of like the learning that I did and the mentorship that I had there. So I still see that as very integral to my journey and where I'm at today.
1: Yeah. And Kate, you know, going from the corporate world into an entrepreneur and then back into the corporate world and now back into the entrepreneur world again. Now, with a lot of people today with things happening in the world and a lot of change and a lot of companies downsizing, a lot of people having to probably think about going into doing something else in their life or maybe even, you know, that word that's been used a lot around the world, pivot or adapt and things like that. What was the transition like for you to go from a corporate world into the entrepreneur world?
0: So I would say my biggest struggle was in the corporate world I I'm a like uh, you said in my intro, you know, I kind of describe myself as the engine in our business. Like I'm a doer. If somebody tells me mm-hmm. like this is the idea that I have, like I'm gonna go figure out how to make that happen. That's like my zone of genius. I love systems. I love behind the scenes. I love learning new programs. I love figuring out complex puzzles and figuring out how to put them all together. So when I was in the corporate world, I was very good at my job. Someone would tell me what to do, and I would go make it happen. And that transition. Into becoming an entrepreneur, suddenly there's nobody to hold you accountable, to tell you what to do, to give you those tasks, to give you timelines, you know, and you have no support when you're first starting out, right? So in the corporate world, even if, if I had like a project or a task that I was working on and I'm thinking like, Hmm, I could really use the expertise of like maybe someone in the marketing department. Like I just walk down the hallway and I talk to someone in the marketing department, but you don't get to do that as an entrepreneur. (laughs) So I would say that was probably my, my biggest struggle when I first transitioned to entrepreneurship is realizing like, Oh, okay. I guess I have to come up with my own to-do list, I have to figure out what my mission and my goals are, and I'm going to have to figure out how to get there on my own.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and very lonely, I mean, uh, yeah, and so doing it on your own for sure, and I found that as well about two years ago when I left the corporate world into my own business and that, and you're right, I mean, I, I found it hard, so I had to surround myself with people that I could tap into for just some moral support and, and things like that, and that really did help me a, a lot indeed.
0: Absolutely. I think community, and you know, I've become a a part of many masterminds and group coaching, and even groups on Facebook and communities like that, attending conferences and online virtual summits. All of that has been so integral in putting me in a space with like minded people who are experiencing or who have experienced already the same struggles that I'm going through. That's made all the difference. And I see it happen time and time again for others who are making a similar transition. It's so important to have that support to have that group of people for sure
1: yeah successful people surround themselves with uh, the like-minded people and and that's very very important uh, listeners for you to do that so Kate here's a question for you who's your favorite leader now this person could be alive or from history who's your favorite leader and why So
0: this is a this is a tough question for me because I view leadership in a lot of different like aspects and and different weights in my life. Like if I think back to growing up, you know, like my parents were such leaders to me. And I looked up to them and I admired their the way that they handled. Life and the way that they brought up myself and my sister. And then mm. I look to my college days, and I had um, a college professor who profoundly changed my outlook on life, helped me declare my English major, just like really at this critical time in my life when I'm 19, 20 years old, really had such a profound impact for me. But you know, when I really look at it back over time, and somebody that, who I've turned to and looked to and learned a lot about and I've followed for a really long time is Oprah. She just has like this fantastic way of owning the space and the room around her. And every performance, every show, every radio talk, everything that I've seen her write, she just has this grace about explaining complex topics and emotions and struggles and uh, successes that I really admire. So, you know, she really stood out to me as somebody who I've turned to time and time again for leadership.
1: Yeah, I love that. Owning the space and uh, in the room, but also that grace and explaining things to people. I think probably the word that I would, you know, when you were explaining that, I was thinking, yeah, she's able to connect mm. with people, with the audience beautifully as well. And um, and I think the other thing too is that, as you said, all those different areas that she's done it, right? Interviews, TV, wherever, wherever it is, and that grace coming out is the consistency. And she is consistent uh, as a leader, which is just beautiful to see.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, um, the name of the show is Leadership is Changing, and uh, we know we're in a constant uh, change all the time. That is what's constant, is change. So what what does that mean for you, Leadership is Changing?
0: You know, when I was thinking, when, when I think about the change, I can't help but consider technology and our visibility as like everyday human beings and how that's evolving every single day. I think there's a new visibility to leadership that maybe a lot of people are just now stepping into. Again, it's not, it hasn't been around for that long, I guess, when all things considered. And so when I think of leadership and showing up and being vulnerable and you know, initiating change and having people respect and trust you and all of these different aspects. Like it's one thing to be able to write well, to write well, and to inspire people that way. It's one thing to come onto TV and inspire. It's one thing to stand in front of a room and give a speech or something like that and be able to motivate people to, to want the change that you're talking about. But when you can do that in your everyday life, just as a human, without putting on the show of leadership, mm. I think that there's something so powerful in that. And so I feel like leaders are being called to a new level of authenticity, of vulnerability, of real life that maybe hasn't been there for very long. And I very highly respect when I follow someone online or you know, I've never had an opportunity to chat with them personally to see and to feel the same person that I've been following from afar show up in real life. And I think that that's quite unique in a lot of areas.
1: Yeah, it's almost like people put a mask on to be something else. And then it comes through that that's not who they are. Exactly. And so they're not... And, and that word you used just before about being authentic is then they are not authentic. And so it's a bit disappointing when you see somebody who doesn't show up to be the person that they're out there portraying. So, yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. And the new level of authenticity, uh, vulnerability and that, that new life and the way that leaders coming through, yeah, really interesting to see where that all goes for sure.
0: Yeah. And uh, Dennis, I'm sure that you've experienced, I mean, I certainly have, and it's really disappointing to look up to somebody and to follow someone and then to meet them in person and realize like, maybe this isn't so much of somebody that I want to be following or looking up to, you know, having seen another side of them, if you will.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so how, how has your business or industry changed and what demand has that put on, on you
0: so, just from the like a uh, leadership perspective or current days well, pretty, perspective? Uh,
1: yeah, I would say current yeah. days in general, actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the online industry ever. John and I are very lucky. The business that we run, Entrepreneurs on Fire, in our podcast is location independent. And so for several years now, we've really had this beautiful freedom to continue delivering content and value and connecting with our community and engaging with our listeners, creating products and services, and doing all of this without having to be in a specific place. And so that's allowed us so many freedoms. And I would say just in the online industry as a whole, I think more people are trending towards what you talk about a lot, Dennis. It's how do you reach that level of excellence in your your position, whatever that might be, but still reach that level of excellence in your life. And mm. I feel like in the online space that a lot of people are recognizing like, hey, it's not just about like killing myself over business. It's also about how I'm showing up for my family and my relationships and myself and and all of this. And I, I really feel like that's a beautiful transition um, that we're seeing in the online space is that people are kind of waking up to that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and that transition, as you say, is really, really important because not just showing up at work and being the best you can be there as well, but it's also back at home life. It's also for you personally. You, looking after yourself and, and that personal well-being. If you can be have that excellence, I think it's it's a total package, right? It's not just the one, one area. It has to be everywhere as well.
0: Mm, absolutely. And I'm such a huge believer in that. I mean, being able to be present in every moment of your life and feel fulfilled by that, feel in alignment with the actions that you're taking and how you're showing up in not just business, but in your personal life and for yourself, that's, I mean how could you not want to do all of that, right?
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, you know, no one wants to live with a miserable person um, and or, or, be, or be led by a miserable person, right? So, um, sure. yeah, yeah. we might as well have fun while we can. Hey, if there was one thing you could change in business as a leader today, what would that one thing be?
0: You know, for me, I think this goes back to, like, the authenticity and um, just being vulnerable. I wish that... Uh, I almost feel like there was a little bit of a vulnerability trend where people almost started taking advantage of it in some ways. And they weren't Mm -hmm. doing it from like a place of love and value and maybe coming at it from the wrong place. And I would really love to see that stop. I mean, if you're not a vulnerable person and you're not going to show up and be authentic and lead with, you know, your heart and true value and really caring about the people who are looking up to you and following you, then... Maybe you're just not a leader. Maybe there's another amazing space for you to fill where you can, you know, still bring value to your own life and to those around you, but maybe it's in a different role. And so, yeah, I I think that that would be a, a positive shift for everyone.
1: Yeah, Kate, I mean, I think there's a lot of leaders that uh, become leaders by mistake. In other words, mm. um, they look around and they go, oh, we need another leader. Oh, you'll do. Congratulations. <laughs> and people are sort of pushed into that role. And I think what happens here is that they do struggle. And so, I mean, based on what you just said now, I mean, some of them may not want to be leaders. And is it okay not to be a leader? Should you stand up and say, look, you know what? I don't want to be a leader. And then go off and do something that you are really good at. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? I think you've sort of touched on it, but is, is that okay for them to say, hey, I don't want to be a
0: leader? 100%. I believe so. I mean, you, I feel to be a great leader, like you have to want that. Like you have to want to carry, it's a responsibility. I feel hmm. that leadership is a huge responsibility. And so if you're not invested in that, that's going to show through and you're not going to be able to, you know, show up the best for the people who are looking to you as a leader. For me, when I joined John in the business at, at Entrepreneurs on Fire, you know, John's really like the visionary and the person that you see and that you hear, and I'm a little more behind the scenes, right? And when I first joined, I almost felt like these pressures of now I'm an entrepreneur and I have to be, I have to put myself out there and I have to be the face of this. And, and all of these like behind the scenes things, like I'm not really living up to what an entrepreneur is. And I felt all of these pressures to do all of these things that really aren't my zone of genius. Like those are John's zone of genius. I don't need to sit and come up with, you know, hundred ideas a year or even one idea a year because the, what I'm best at is implementing things and making them mm-hmm. happen. And so When I embraced that and finally stopped feeling bad about not doing all the other things, that not only allowed me to be so much more fulfilled and happier in what I'm able to do on a day-to-day basis, but it made me better at it because I wasn't worried about all the other stuff. And so if you look at that from a leadership standpoint, maybe leadership just isn't like something that, you know, is your zone and that's okay.
1: Yeah, understand what your zone is, listeners. I'm here with Kate Erickson, and we're talking about leadership is changing, and and what beautiful things you're just sharing here with us about. Hey, it's okay not to be a leader if you understand what your zone is, is what Kate's saying, and you are excelling in that. Then that's what's going to help light your fire. That's the thing that's going to help you lift and lift your game and do what you need to do. And so. Uh, very exciting things. And I think a lot of people struggle with that at times. They, they 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 think they need to go into that pigeonhole or because everyone else is doing it and there's a lot of noise out there and social media, we hear about it and I have to be on here and I have to be doing that. But I don't think you need to be. You just need to do what's right for you. Agreed. Yeah. Hey, so I'm sure that you talk with uh, a lot of people who are employees, and I'm sure that you may have some employees yourself. So how are employees' expectations of leaders changed?
0: I think a lot of our work environments have changed. Recently, I mean, especially very recently with, you know, a lot of companies going virtual and having to adapt and you use the words earlier pivot and, you know, find new ways of doing business and connecting with others that, I mean, it's a great question, Dennis. I'm not sure that I have a great answer for it, to be honest with you. I, for me, I know that when I was an employee, my expectations of the leaders in my company were just that they were there for me and that they have my back and that they were going to show up for me and continue to motivate and inspire me in the direction that we were headed in. And I don't really know that I'm sure a lot of employees share that expectation. And I'm not really sure that that has changed a whole lot. Do you feel like there's a big shift for that?
1: Um, Well, I think, I I don't think so either. I think that uh, I agree with you. I think that leaders, are, uh, well, so the employees are looking for that strong leader and they always have. Mm -hmm. They want to have that strong leader even more so now because it's been emphasized more or because we are going through a lot of stuff in the world today that they're looking for those strong leaders. And it's really interesting to see leaders, how they react. And so employees, if they don't see a strong leader, what I'm noticing, uh, Kate, is that they're actually voting with their feet. They'll get mm-hmm. up and they'll leave and they'll they'll go find that leader, but not only that, they go online and actually name the leader that's not very strong, and um, which is really interesting to watch what, how that happens. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think what what we're seeing is uh, employees are expecting certain things and they're wanting more. Um, but I think they're wanting leaders who are strong, which has always been there, but maybe even stronger and supporting them more as as employees, which is really interesting because I'm sure that the transition into working online back at home, that's it's taken a toll probably on employees. And I know it's taken a toll on leaders too. It's very—it's quite hard, that whole transition. Sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, yeah. Can, I can definitely see from that perspective, employees have different ways of vocalizing now when they're unhappy. And so, yeah, yeah you're, to your point, I guess the expectations may have risen just by the pure fact that employees maybe feel like they have more power and you know, being able to voice their opinions about said leaders.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, look, when I say um, this next question here, which is about leaders, I'm talking about leaders, um, whether it's in a large corporate, large organization, or whether it's an entrepreneur and, you know, somebody who's uh, a one-person type scenario or they've got several people in their business, but they're an entrepreneur, I I still call them a leader. And so what makes a leader successful today in this fast-paced, ever-changing world? What's, What's your thoughts on that?
0: I really think that, you know, going back to so many reasons why I see Oprah as like such a strong leader is this ability to tackle and address very complex and like very history based and change driven initiatives and things are happening. Like you said, that's it, so fast paced. There are things happening so often and I really find it very admirable when someone's able to not react to those things necessarily and feel like oh I just have to say something just so that like I'm showing up and saying something just right. because yep. I feel like I have to but again that grace with which you address a situation or comment on something or provide guidance and and that leadership on like, hey, here's some things that you can do. I really admire one's ability to do that in an ever-changing system and world where things are moving so fast, changing so fast. I mean, the news and politics these days is just like, rapid fire, you know, there's something new every single day that you could or could not comment on or, you know, do whatever you will with. And and I think that, um, leadership is bound so strong in that and your ability to lead people through a very confusing world, sometimes with things out of our control, sometimes things within our control, um, and really focusing on like, listen, what you consume is going to impact and influence your life and how you're viewing life and how you're walking through life. And to find somebody who can help you navigate that is pretty priceless.
1: Yeah. Uh, and and then I think, yeah, you know, what you're saying there is, is that really those leaders who can articulate things and put it in a way, which is sort of, calms people down if i can put it that way or puts, mm. puts it into a perspective that people can see and understand is a leader that's really really going to be successful but one that sort of people will latch on to and want to be around to, to help lead them going forward as well for sure yeah okay cool so here's here's a a really interesting question for you and it's um if I could get you to sort of get your crystal ball out and start thinking about the future, um, about things, where, where do you see leadership being in, say, five years from now?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny because in some ways, five years seems so far away. And at the same time, I know it'll be here so fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, You know, Dennis, we've talked a lot about like just how fast things are changing in the ever-evolving online world and our access to all of these things and new developments coming every day. And I'll be really curious to see where where leadership goes with that with just like, we've also talked about kind of like this increased expectation and this demand on your ability to, to do all these like somehow superhuman things and still like show up and and be poised and speak with grace and all of this stuff. So I think that it's con- it's going to continue to get more challenging, and mm-hmm. I think it's really going to call us a higher level of leadership to, to fight through all of that. And, you know, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it is kind of like this, you know, I don't, I I don't use the phrase in a negative way, but kind of weeding out those who maybe just aren't meant for that leadership position, because I only see it, uh, demanding more and more from people, uh, to, to really fill that role.
1: Yeah. When you, when you say leading out, what what do you mean by that? What, What, how does that work?
0: Sorry, weeding out just oh, in weeding like out. weeding out. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So listeners, make sure you listen well. <laughs> so weeding <laughs> them, so, so weeding them out of the organization. Yeah, that's that's really interesting because if it's not a right fit and then we need to sort of make sure that does happen for sure. And call uh, so maybe there's gonna be a call for a higher level of leadership. Um is what Kate's just shared there, which is really cool to hear. So a higher level of leadership because you're right. Things are going to get faster, and five years is not far away, even though it is far away. It is going to be here very, very fast indeed, and um, it's going to be interesting to see how things progress as we go along, along that space. Absolutely. So Kate, hey, thank you for joining us today on, on today's show. If our listeners are wanting to get hold of you, where, where, where should they go?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So everything that we do is over at eofire.com. Um, I'm a huge fan of connecting with people. I love getting emails from, you know, if you have a big takeaway from today's episode, my email is kate at eofire.com. Always happy to engage.
1: Yeah, and I know, Kate, you, you, you do respond. I mean, I've uh, sent emails and I've seen your response come back and I've gone like, wow. So that's pretty <laughs> cool. So, Yeah, listeners, if you do want to reach out to Kate, feel free to do it. So Kate, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, it's been wonderful having you on the show.
0: Thanks so much, Dennis.
1: So what we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and the unfamiliar territory. It is time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Hey, look out for the episodes as they're being released and uh, feel free to download them, uh, listen to them, put a review, put a rating, share them with your friends, your network. If there's any feedback you'd like to give me on the show or any question you'd like me to ask uh, one of my guests, And then also there's the freestyle episode I do once a week called Ask Dennis. If there's a question you'd like to ask me on that, feel free to uh, send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. And uh, uh, I look forward to getting your email. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in today. We'll talk again soon.